Go ahead and uh, open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. We're going to get started there. And so this is the, uh, the parable of the, the different types of soil that Jesus is talking about where the seed falls on the different kinds of soil. You know, it falls on the rocky soil. It falls to the wayside. Some it takes root and then the, the weeds grow up and choke it out. And then there's the kind that falls on the good soil. So Jesus gives the, this, this parable and then there's some discussion back and forth with the disciples and Jesus, and then they kind of ask, well, what does this mean? And then picking up in verse 18, Jesus begins to explain what this parable actually means. He says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places... That is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world uh, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Verse 23, and get this, but he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. Let me pray for a minute as I get into this. Father, I just ask you right now in Jesus' name, anoint me, Lord, to speak your word. God, give me the words to be able to communicate the truths that you want to communicate to people tonight. Open this thing up. Bring revelation. Touch and change lives. Use me as your instrument. I ask you this right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the things about this vision that we have of restoring lives to live the dream that is so exciting. I mean, it's just, for me, I'm just so passionate about, is when you grab hold of this idea that God has a dream for your life, really, the thing that begins to happen, when you really grasp that, is you just start to crave that. You just start to hunger for that, really above everything else that's going on in your life. It just, it sort of takes the top priority rung in your daily life as you go along. I know for me, and hopefully for a lot of us, that we live each day, it's like, God, what do you have for me today? What is your plan today? I know you've got a dream for my life, and I know that means you've got a plan today, and I'm hungry for it, I'm desiring it, I'm craving it, so now I need you to show me, I need you to instruct me, I need you to lead me so that I can live this day out the way that you have ordained for me to live it out so that your purposes can come to pass, and I know that the kingdom of heaven will be advanced as a result of that, right? We begin to crave that, we begin to hunger for that. And what's interesting is no matter what kind of a season we're going through in our lives, because we all go through different seasons, right? There's struggles, there's challenges, there's the valleys that we walk through. And then there's times of what seems like things are going great and everything is, it seems really awesome and we're moving forward, right? So there's different types of seasons in our life. But with God's dream, with his purpose for your life, what's really important to grasp is no matter what the seasonal conditions look like, 
that there's always a sense of expansion, of growth, of really moving out and spreading out into the things that God has for you in your life. You're sort of like filling in the destiny that God has shaped for you ahead of time before you were born, right? No matter what's going on, no matter what kind of season you're going through, God intends for you to be moving forward, spiritually speaking, into that destiny that he has for you. We're not moving backwards in any sense of the matter when it comes to that part of things, right? And so, you know, I think about this idea of, of filling out the destiny. When I was younger and I was a kid, uh, truth is, I was actually a pretty chubby kid, okay? I, was, I had a pretty big waistline. I wasn't really tall. And so this was difficult when it came to buying clothes. Like, we had to find the pants that had the bigger waistlines, you know, so that I could fit into it, the chubby kid. But the problem was is that the legs were always too long. And you know what my mom would always say, oh, he'll, he'll fill it out. <laughs> he'll grow into it, you know, no big deal. The problem was is the waistline kept getting bigger. The legs just didn't grow on into the legs, right? Thank God for Grandma who could sew, who did some of the hemming for me on the legs, so she shortened things up. But I got to be honest with you there, whenever, you know, the measurement was going on and figuring out how to hem it, I just felt fat. <laughs> I just sitting there and I felt like a chubby kid, you know? So you, the idea was we're going to fill out those going to fill out those clothes. You're going to grow into those clothes that are kind of bigger for you than what you are right now. And we've got, okay, we've got our kids, our fifth and youngest daughter, Liza. So she's just started walking. Now we've got a two-story house, so there's three levels, right? And when she's a baby, she barely rolls over. She kind of takes a, a few rolls and moves just a little bit. Nothing to really be too concerned about. Then she starts crawling, and she's kind of getting into things, and so we make sure the doors are shut, make sure stuff's off, off of the floor, right? She's sort of growing into the room, into the house. Now she's walking, and she's actually going up the stairs, up and down, right? And we'll find her, and she's, oh my gosh, because you're worried she's going to fall. I mean, she's only one. So she's kind of feeling, she's growing into the home, right? I've got five of them, by the way. So we're like on all three levels at any given time. I mean, people call me when I'm at the house. It's like, I don't even know what level my phone is on. I'm, I'm on one level, kids are on another. Everybody's in different places. But we've filled the house out. I've spent the last year finishing my basement. It's filled, okay? We're, we're all, there's stuff down there. There's no, it's funny how when you do that, you just sort of spread into the things that you have made room for. Look, such is the case with God's dream for your life. He's got this big, big plan, this big destiny for us. It's huge. And it's going to endure all the way until we take our last breath on this planet, on the face of the earth. But what we're doing as we're moving forward in this life, we've got, we've got this revelation of God, of Jesus Christ. We've got his Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. We're empowered from on high. But we're sort of stretching out and filling out this destiny that he has planned for us. We're growing into it more and more and more every single day. And that's an adventure. That's exciting. And as we're doing that, the kingdom of heaven is being advanced more and more and more through our lives because that's what God is purposing for to, to have happen um, now you know it isn't always a good thing. You don't always fill things out exactly. Sometimes it's a little too crowded. Like last night we're laying down and we're in bed and it's like two o'clock in the morning 
and I've got three kids on top of me. <laughs> I wake up, I've got one on this side, one on this side, one laying across my feet here, right? So we've got, the point is we, we really outgrew the bed. We need to get bigger area there to, to bring them into. I know what you're thinking. Well, why are they all on top of you and nobody's over on Katie's side, right? <laughs> They're afraid of mom whenever she... I'm just trying to warm things up a little bit tonight here. I think you get my point, right? We're, we're growing into, we're filling out, we're just we're spreading out into the destiny that God has for us. So let's go back to the scripture now, Matthew chapter 13, verse 23, with the parable of, of the soils. He says, he who receives the seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it and indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty some 30. And so when God gives us revelation, when he speaks to us through his word, when he imparts to us his truths, ultimately what happens as a result of that is we get filled up more with that, but there's a spreading out that's, that's going to happen. There is an advancement with that truth that's now in us that's going to produce more of us reaching into the destiny that God has for us. We don't get revelation and stay the same after that. Are you with me? You get revelation and you're changed. It's like you all of a sudden have a bigger piece of what God has planned for you. You have a bigger view now of what really is truth. You have a greater understanding now of as you move forward in your life, the authority, the power, the purpose, and the destiny that God has for you. And so when, when Jesus is talking about the parable here of the seed getting on good soil, he's saying, look, What's going to happen as a result of you hearing the word, of you getting truth, of you getting revelation, what's going to happen is that things are going to grow out. Things are going to expand. Things are going to be advanced in your life. Fruit is going to be born. There isn't the situation of you receiving revelation and nothing happening as a result of that. So we're hungry for the things of God. We're hungry for his truth and for his word. And as a result, when it comes in and we, we grab hold of it, then we're changed and things are different forever. We begin to fill out the destiny that God has for us. I actually entitled the message tonight, Destiny Rising. Destiny Rising. Because I just feel like the more that I study this word, and the more I just get a hold of the truths of God, the more revelation that I get when I open this thing up, and God speaks through, to me through this, the more of the details of the destiny that God has for me, I begin to understand, right? And let's face it, when you, like I said in the beginning, when you know God has a destiny for you, he has a dream and a plan for you, you crave it and you want it. You want to see that come to pass. Nothing else is going to do. And so when you open this up and you begin to receive his truth and his revelation and God speaks to you through this word, as a result, more and more of the details of the destiny that God has for you become clear. You begin to see more and more of the purposes that he has for your life. And as a result, you just want to stay in this thing on a consistent basis so that that expansion, that spreading out, that filling out just continues to happen over and over and over again. You don't want to stay idle. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 17 with me. 
And starting out in verse 5, reads, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. So here we see quite the opposite of what I was just giving a picture of, which is when we don't depend on God, when we don't seek him for the truth of our destiny, for the, for the uh, revelation of who he is and what he has planned for us, when we're looking anywhere else, like in this world, as a result, it's more of, it's like a shriveling, right? It's like, it's talking about a salt land, a barren land, a parched land. It's like dry and shrinking up. That's not what we are looking for when it comes to stepping out into the destiny that God has for us. But when we read on, verse 7, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Nor will cease from yielding fruit. So no matter what we're going through conditionally in our lives, seasonally, if you will, no matter how, how desolate it looks, no matter how uh, difficult the road seems, no matter what we're going through in our lives, as we stay plugged in to God, we, our trust is in him, our hope is in him, uh, we're seeking him through this word during those times, no matter what the season looks like, there will not cease to be fruit produced in our life. There will not cease to be this sense of expansion and filling out and stepping out and reaching out into the destiny, this big destiny that God has planned for us. His purposes and his, his truths are going to come to pass despite anything that's happening under heaven here on this earth. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 So we're spreading out. We're filling out into this destiny that God has for us. One, this is one, one of my favorite times of year here in the fall and the cold weather is getting started, you know, because I, I love to hunt. And so this is like that perfect time and perfect uh, weather for that. But I also really like the spring. And the early spring, because that's whenever the fishing starts to get good, right? And so one of the things that happens is those early spring rains start to fall. And on most reservoirs, lakes that you fish in, you know, they, they bring the water level down or there's not a lot of rain through the winter most of the time. And so the water just kind of gradually drops. But then those spring rains, they start to fall and you get lots and lots of that, you know, usually through like March and early April. And what happens as a result is the water levels start to rise. The water starts to come up. And ultimately what happens is ground that was once like shoreline now becomes underwater, sometimes a foot, two foot, four foot, maybe even five or six foot or more depending on where you go. And so when you see what's happened, basically because the water levels have risen, then the area that's covered by the water is now stretched out and more of the land and more of the area is now uh, underwater and sort of 
saturated with that. And then the fish, they like move in further where there wasn't water before, and they begin to inhabit those areas too. And so you get up in the shallows, that's where they spawn, you fish, and it's usually great fishing, right? So my point is, when God is pouring into us with his truth and with his revelation, when he's speaking to us, when he's showing us divinely the things that, that he speaks uh, to be true in his word, when he fills us up like that, as a result, it's like new area begins to be spread out. And new, new parts of our life begin to be covered with truth. New things begin to stretch into places where it once wasn't before. And our destiny is just advancing more and more and more as we go along. Are you with me? That's, that's the way I see it. Like, and, and so because of that, because I, get, I feel that and I sense that, I just continuously want to go back to this and I want to say, God, I just... I want more of your revelation. I want more of your truth. I want your spirit to just speak to my spirit more and pour into me so that my destiny, this big thing that I'm craving, that I'm hungry, and that you have planned for me, continues. I continue to fill it out and spread out into all these areas and all these things in my life that you have planned and preordained. Amen? Amen. Turn to Isaiah 54, verse... uh, Two says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear. For you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. So Isaiah is giving this prophecy. He's saying, look, spread out, man. Begin to expand. Expand the borders. Stretch out in more of the areas that God has planned for you. You're not meant to just kind of sit in a place or just occupy a little area and, and feel like things are good. When you, when you get a hold of the fact that God has a destiny and a plan for you, you just can't stay in one place forever, right? You just can't sit and be satisfied. You want to know what's over the hill and on the other side of that horizon. You want to know what is coming tomorrow and the next day and the next day. You're not satisfied living right here tomorrow. This is great today. Tomorrow, I want to move forward into more of what God has for me, right? I want to keep on stretching out the tent pegs. I want to expand the borders. I want to get more of a glimpse and grab hold of, lay hold of more of this destiny and this life that God has planned because I know it is going to be unbelievable. Amen. Stretch out your tent pegs. And you know what I love? He says, don't fear. You will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced. You know, a lot of times we can, as as human beings, we tend to get a little apprehensive. Like if we move out too far, if we try to stretch out, uh, you know, we might kind of get embarrassed or we might do something silly or, you know, maybe we we might kind of do something that is going to make us feel out of place or maybe we're going to move too fast, whatever. But he's saying, look, when you're moving and you're stretching out a According to my will, according to what I'm speaking to you, according to the truth I'm filling you with, you're not going to be ashamed. That's not going to happen. That's not part of the way I do things, right? You're going to be, I'm going to be glorified through that, and it's going to be obvious in, what, in your life to what's happening to the people around you. Don't worry. As you stretch out those tent pegs, as you expend the borders, 
You are not going to be made put to shame. I'm going to be glorified, and you're going to continue to move further and further and further into the things that I have for you. Amen? Um, There's a story in Genesis chapter 26 that I wanted to spend a little time on tonight that, for me, really kind of portrays this uh, very well, this idea of just continuing to move out and expand into the destiny God has as we receive that divine revelation uh, from him according to his word, according to his truth. It's in Genesis chapter 26. It's a story about Isaac. And basically what happens is in chapter, chapter 26 verse 1, it says, There was a famine in the land, and besides the famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in uh, Gerar, And then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. I'm going to stop right there for a second. So take notice that there's a famine in the land right now, right? Conditionally, seasonally, Naturally speaking, things are not well. There is a famine, there's drought, there's all kinds of, of difficult situations going on. And so what, what Isaac starts to do is he decides, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move out into something else. I'm going to go off into a different place because things are so bad. But God speaks to him and says, look, I don't want you to go down to Egypt. You need to stay in the land that I told you to stay in, that I'm telling you to inhabit. And it's interesting because this is somehow, sometimes how it happens for us is things start to get a little bit difficult, things start to get hard, and then we start to try to force something ourselves. We kind of maybe go off into a different direction because we're seeking a solution, you know, to the problem, maybe not realizing that God is up to something all along. He doesn't, he already told you to stay in this area or to perform this thing or to move into this thing and God says no you just stay right here you don't move out from this place you stay in the land that I already told you to inhabit and I'm going to begin to do some things and it's going to open up for you I'm going to begin to expand right here in this area that you're that you're at so verse 4 says I will he says I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven I will give to your descendants all these lands and in your seed and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed now, in verses 6 through 11, Isaac does something kind of dumb and stupid, and he, he lies about his wife being, he says he's his, it's his sister because he doesn't want the people of the land that he's in to think it's his wife, and he's just scared and he's nervous. So he kind of goes on and makes a mistake right there. But in verse 12, then it says, so Isaac began to sow in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous, for he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up. Actually, let me pause there for just a second. So you see 
This is an, a time of famine. This is a time of drought. This is a time where you wouldn't think that anything is going to work and you're trying to, you're, you're desperate, your hope is down, trying to force some sort of situation that really isn't what God has necessarily had planned. Now God speaks to him and says, no, I've already given you my word. I've already spoken to Abraham and I'm speaking it to you again. This is what I said to do. Stay in this land, begin to, 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 to plant and sow. And it says that he reaps a hundredfold in the same year. Unbelievable. He sows and he reaps a hundredfold in the same year that he's planting. So he's challenged to want to move off into some other area to kind of drift off away from where God has been speaking to him to go. And then God speaks, brings him back and says, no, you need to stay right here. You need to continue moving into this thing that I have for you. And as a result, God begins to expand and bring prosperity. And he's reaping a hundredfold what he sowed in the same year. And then he goes on and it says here that there were wells that Abraham had dug whenever he was around, and the Philistines, they came and they stopped up these wells. Now, that's kind of like almost putting somebody to ruin when you do that because the wells are their source of water, their source of livelihood. So all these wells that Abraham had dug, the Philistines stopped up. So Isaac starts going around because now he gets a hold of this idea that he's spreading out into the area and the land that God has for him, right? This destiny and this purpose, and he's flowing in that truth of God, that the, the word that God spoke. And not only is he reaping the hundredfold crop, the, the wells that were stopped up begin to get unstopped and water starts to flow out of them again but on top of that he digs new wells and new wells begin to spring forth water and then there's other people in the land that want that water they kind of start to quarrel about it and he says you know what you keep that we're going to dig another one so now all of a sudden there's way more to go around than what anybody necessarily needs to have and so my point is is because he he didn't he started to move off in the wrong direction, right? But God brought him back according to his word. And so he got a hold of that and said, no, that's what I need to do, that word, that truth. I'm going to follow that. And as he did, as a result, things just started expanding. Things started opening up. They started spreading out into the area and into the land. Listen to this. In verse 22, he moved from there and dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it, so he called its name Rehoboth because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. God is just, continu he's just continuing to spread him out and to spread the people out all into this area, and they're occupying more and more of their destiny, which in this case is the promised land God had for them, right? And they're, they're expanding, and they're occupying more and more of the area. And then in verse 28, it says, but they said, this is the Philistine people, they're, they're observing what's going on for Isaac. We certainly have seen that the Lord is with you. So we said, let there now be an oath between us. And look, make no mistake about it. This is the key. God has some huge plan for you and for me. It's unbelievable. The destiny, the purpose, the life that he has created for us is beyond anything we could imagine. But make no mistake about it, it's so he can get the glory. It's so he can be made famous. It's so people can look upon that life, can look upon that destiny that's being filled out through us and say, 
that is not of man. That is somebody that's following God. And surely I say the hand of the Lord is upon him or upon her. Amen. They looked on him and they said, surely the Lord is with you. Isn't that what you want? That's what I want. I want my life to reflect God's hand upon it. I want things to be happening, and I know that's the way God wants to do it. He doesn't want to do it to a, to a certain way to where it's maybe kind of, it might be Matt, it might be God type of thing. No, he wants to do it in such a way where pe- people can look on our lives and say, man, God is at work there. That is unbelievable. Look at the advancement. Look at the growth. Look at the destiny that's being fulfilled through their life, right? See, John the Baptist, he said it really well in John chapter 3. John the Baptist said, let me decrease so that he may increase, right? And so as long as we walk out daily with that kind of heart and that kind of a, a posture and understanding that, look, it's, it's all about God getting the glory. It's all about God getting the honor. Look, when you grab a hold of that, you get a bigger vision for your life, don't you? Because the things that you maybe are thinking or settling for, they're not big enough to look like God, are, right? You, you start to get an idea that God is all about, he wants to be made famous. He wants to get the glory. He wants more people to call him Lord. And so if that's the case, we know we got a lot more area to spread out into. We've got a lot more things that God wants to do through us and in us than what we're probably even envisioning ourselves as big as we may be thinking right now. Amen. Amen. You, uh, Luke chapter 6 Verse 38, it says, Give and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. And there's this idea of when shaken together, it's like there's pressure building beneath the surface. It's a word they also use to describe like when the ground is breaking, earthquakes, volcano erupts, and stuff like that. And so as we spread out and we move out and step into these areas that God has for us and we begin to see fruit bore out of our lives because that revelation that's coming into us is producing that, it always will. As we do that, it's this picture of God just going to continue to fill that. He's going to continue to pour in so that there's more and more overflowing. God doesn't want that overflow to ever stop at any time. He wants that to continue spilling out all around us. And it's kind of like when you shake something up and pressure starts to build (laughs) why are you laughing what did you expect to have happen if I opened that you expected something to explode didn't you pardon me really wanted to do that but you expected that to explode because pressure was building revelation is a lot like that. It's explosive. It's explosive. It can propel us forward through our destiny like nothing else can. In fact, there isn't anything else that can move us into that. Revelation can be explosive when we grab a hold of it. How many times have we not heard Pastor Rick or other pastors, or maybe even yourself could say, man, when I got a hold of this revelation, or I got a hold of that revelation, it changed my life forever. 
It turned things around. It sent me, it, it closed the door on a chapter of my life that I have never looked back on since that I was going through. Revelation can be explosive in propelling us forward into the areas of our destiny. But revelation comes by the word of God. It comes according to his truth. The Bible says that the, the spirit, God's spirit, bears witness with our spirit according to truth, right? God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, and he imparts, he deposits that truth into us, and it becomes resident in us, and it fills us up, and it spreads us out more into the destiny that he has for us. If you agree with that, say amen. And so we seek and we crave and we hunger for what God has for us in our lives when we grab a hold of the fact that he has a dream and he has a plan. But the reality is only he can show us the way. Only revelation of his truth is going to speak to the destiny and the purposes that God has for us. Divine revelation is the key to unlocking the details of our destiny. Proverbs 20, 24 says, the Lord orders a man's steps. How then can a man know his own way? I'm looking to one place and to one person for the answers, for the direction, for the empowerment, for the authority, for everything that I need to move into my destiny. And all of us should be doing the same thing. And this word right here is the key. God's truth, his word, is how he communicates to us. Don't get me wrong. He speaks to us, and he talks to us, right, when we're in relationship and we're in prayer with him. But you know what I found? The people that hear from God the most are the ones that hear from God the most. Are you with me? You start filling yourself up with these truths and that revelation just starts to pile up. Revelation on top of revelation on top of revelation. And it's just like this overflow. It's like this explosion, this propelling, this advancement of spreading out and filling out more and more into the destiny that God has for us. Let's stand to our feet.